Steph, we're back here in segment number two, and in this segment, um, I am going to uh, go one-on-one -on -one and uh, put Alan Gitlin under the spotlight. Some of the stories I've heard, and some of them I have not heard, and I can tell you that you're in for a treat today. So I'm going to begin uh, with uh, XFLWE. It was a commercial that you did. Yeah, I did a um, commercial with w WWE, XFL, and Stacker 2 back in 2001. Um, I had a small agency that were very nice people, and um, they wanted guys over six feet and over 200 pounds. And there were 12 of us, and we all came from the same agency. We had to be in New York City at 6 o'clock in the morning, a day in December, and uh, they drove us up to Rockland County, New York. And when he got there, they said, listen, first of all, uh, before we do the shoot, uh, WWE and uh, Vince McMahon's lawyers have written up a 35-page um, waiver that you can't sue them if you get hurt because we were playing football in the snow that day. Uh, there wasn't much snow. It was like maybe an inch or two, maybe. It wasn't a lot of snow. And um, me being a smart ass, I said to the guy, what happens if you don't sign the waiver? And the guy says, well, if you don't sign the waiver, we're taking you right back to New York City and you're not in a commercial. And the commercial paid two grand, so we all signed it. And it was all mumbo-jumbo kind of thing. And, uh, you know, all lawyer, you know, the first party, can't sue the second party and all this kind of stuff. Um, and it really was 35 pages, by the way. So this was Channel 9, New York TV station, 2001? It, it was on Channel 9 about 9,000 times uh, to promote the XFL. And China the Wrestler, if anybody follows wrestling, and X-Pac were supposed to be there. Um, and they were drunk, in a drunken stupor. And uh, they got fired that day. And they had to dub in Dick Buckus at the end of that commercial. And to Dick take Buckus was uh, Chicago Bears. Chicago uh, Bears, linebacker. Linebacker. Correct. And uh, this, goes, this tells you how far this is. I mean, today, which is 2022, in the middle of the shoot, they ran out of VCR tape. And they had to go back into New York City to get tape. Because nobody had it, the tape that they were using, apparently, in Rockland County. Oh, boy, technology should yeah. have changed since then. Um, and it took us 10 months to get paid <laughs> because Vince McMahon didn't want to start off any checks. And his agency was small. And we kept calling her, all, all of us guys, we kept in touch. And she's like, I don't have 25 grand to lay out in one shot. I just don't have it. You know, uh, it, it'll cripple my business, you know. So we waited 10 months to get paid from Vince McMahon because he wouldn't sign off on the checks. Wow, so so you, you guys got body slammed on that yeah, one. Yeah, so he, he really took his time paying us, although it was shown on Channel 9, I don't know how many times, I couldn't tell you. So they, they you made know. their money on that oh, one. Oh, yeah, they, sure. yeah they, they definitely brought XFL for that one, yeah. Yep. Now, I noticed uh, the following year, in 2002, you did a spot as an investi with investigative reporter Joan London and Bob Smith. Right, investigative reporter and, and uh, was uh, on uh, A&E Cable. Uh, uh, Seton Hall University. And that's where it was filmed. Seton yes. Hall? Yeah. And uh, now, Seton Hall is in New Jersey. Though? Right. Correct. Mm -hmm. East Orange or West Orange. It was one of the oranges. Mm -hmm. They're very close together, so it's. It wasn't a tangerine. <laughs> no, it wasn't tangerine. It wasn't tomato either. <laughs> but anyway, so um, they were starting this new investigative reporter show, 
and um, Joan London and Bob Smith were there, and they couldn't get this one take right. They did it about 25 times, and uh, Joan London stands up, and she says, I just want you to know, you extras are great. Us professionals suck, and I thought that was so cool. <laughs> I thought that was so cool, and she's a very pretty lady, very nice. It could, you couldn't go up to her, but she was a very nice lady, a very pretty lady, but I thought that was so cool that she, she would stand up and do that, you know? I think that was pretty pretty cool. So that was that was a good story about that one, man. So yeah. then I, I took a break for, I don't know, maybe like eight or nine years. And so now now we're fast forwarding up to two thousand and ten, and I see that you uh, decided to go to Caroline's Comedy yeah. Showcase Club on, in uh, on Broadway. That's there. correct. Um, my friends always told me I was funny. I told I was a good storyteller. So I went to Caroline's Comedy School. It was like ten weeks, one night a week for two hours. It was like four hundred dollars. And we were taught by this woman called Liz Smith, who was uh, at one time a writer for Letterman and then Leno, and decided she wanted to come back to the East Coast, uh, where her family was. Was she a columnist for a newspaper, Liz Smith? No, it's another Liz Smith. Okay. Just happened to be the same name. Um, I think there's also an English actress named Liz Smith also. But um, anyway, so they can't really criti critique your, you know, that you're not funny. They're trying to critique your writing. And get used to stage time, but if you're not on stage all the time, you know you're not really used to stage time. Um, and I almost got thrown out of every class because I was critiquing people's writing, and she kept saying, "Alan, that's my job. Shut up," you know. And uh, we had a showcase at the end of the the uh, comedy school, the eight o'clock and the ten o'clock show. There was just like twenty people in the class, and they split us up ten and ten, and. Um, um, I'm in the first showcase, and she puts a list of how we're going, and I'm fourth, and we're all, you know, going over our acts, and she comes up to me, and she says, Alan, I got some good news and bad news for you. <laughs> so I said, well, tell me the bad news first. She said, you're first. The other three didn't show up. I said, now tell me the good news. She said, you're first. <laughs> <laughs> and my chin dropped to the floor, you know. So but, you baptized by fire. Yeah, now. and mm -hmm. one of the guys in the showcase came up to me and said, Alan, you have a joke that's very similar to mine. If you tell it, my whole act's going to be out the window. So me being the nice guy. You didn't tell it. I say, okay, I won't tell that joke. So I go up there, and I, in the middle of my act, I still have like two and a half minutes left to go. And I get to that joke, and first of all, I'm a nervous wreck. I'm walking all over the stage, standing on my cord. Uh, I'm really nervous as hell. I've never really been on stage before um, in front of 150 people. Okay, it was back in 2009. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, I get to that joke, and I go, oh, shit, I can't, I can't do that joke. And I can't remember anything else, though. So you froze. I froze, but I told the audience, I said, you know, I'm a little nervous. First time up here, I forgot some of my lines, you know, da, 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 da. And they went crazy because I was being honest with them. And one of the girls from the second showcase was in the back. And all of a sudden, she said, just go with it. Don't worry about it. And the rest of my act came back to me. But it was the longest five minutes of my life, let so me tell you. what was the... The joke that he didn't want you to tell. Do you remember? Uh, you know, I don't, to be honest with you. Okay, so... It went out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> that day, and it went out of my head now, <laughs> 10 years later or 12 years later, whatever the hell it is. Okay. You know? So, so it was interesting. Uh, and actually, there's one more part to this. Uh, before the comedy school ended, I had a friend of mine who used to own a trophy shop. He's dead now. Since He's since dead now. Um, but I knew him pretty well, Joe Romer in Edison, New Jersey, and um, I said to everybody, listen, pitch in $2 each, we can put our names on a plaque and put 
uh, Liz Smith, Best Comedy School Teacher of the Year. And uh, I gave it to her at the end of the show, the first segment, and uh, she st broke out crying because nobody ever thought to do that for her. So as nutty as I am, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. And I added, I think, a little extra dollars to make it like, I think the thing cost us like 70-something dollars or $75. I think I added a little money just to make it even whatever. Well, I'm but, sure that's a, a memorable experience you'll never forget. Oh, yeah, and she won't forget it either. I'm sure it's on her wall somewhere in her house, uh, wherever she lives, you know. Yeah, let me ask you about uh, in 2010. This is the following year. Uh, right. You were in a movie, The Bounty Hunter, with Jennifer Aniston and uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Right. That was part of it. Was shot at Monmouth Park in the when the race wasn't on. The races weren't on, and um, we broke for lunch. And I came back, and I was two or three rows behind her at Monmouth Park. And she had gone to lunch with Bradley Cooper. They were gone for a long time. Mm -hmm. We don't know if. They went to a motel or they got drunk at a bar <laughs> because she had a line like, stop chasing me. And she it took 30 takes to do this little line. Wow. And I went to I went to one of the security guards in between the takes and said, listen, I know the line better than she does. What the hell did she do during lunchtime? You know, and I just thought, she, you know, like, what the hell went on during lunchtime? Liquid lunch, maybe? Uh, either that or there might have been a Motel 6 nearby and they might have saw Kamala. We don't know. Could have been. Yeah. So... You can't make this. Uh, Alan, how no. many extras were in that movie? Uh, quite a few. There were quite a few. Yeah, mm -hmm. quite a few extras in that movie. So, how long were you on the set for that movie? Uh, pretty much all day, because they needed to look like it was like, even though it wasn't race time, they had to look like it was was race time. So, yeah, I think they had one or two horses just there. So you basically looked like you were there to a spectator. A spectator. Yeah. yeah, watching the races. Yeah. Gotcha. And where was this film then? This film? Uh, Mammoth Mammoth? Park. In Oceanport, New Jersey. Okay, New Jersey. Yeah. So it's a Jersey film there, 2010. How well, old did that do? How old did that do, that movie? Did very well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's 2010. Well, here we are, 2010. So we're going to come back after some bumper music, and we're going to pick up in our next segment. And we're going to pick up from 2010. And uh, we may have three segments here regarding Alan's career, but keep it locked here. We'll be coming back to go over some of Alan's credits. So you'll enjoy this. My other ventures. <laughs> 